The Braves' aces make their debuts, along with some guy wearing number 10. The core is here. We've got five or six studs in the, in the everyday starting lineup. Welcome to the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and takes you to spring training. Today, we are in Northport, Florida, back at the Braves' home ballpark, Cool Today Park. Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano and Justin, a Hall of Famer in the house, and his uh, pupils put on a little bit of a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Chipper Jones was impressed. The Braves Hall of Famer was impressed with the young guys. Good core here, as he said. Um, Max Freed, Spencer Strider make their debuts. The bats get going. Chipper along for the ride there. All right, coming up, uh, what we saw from Max Freed and Spencer Strider in their first outing of the Grapefruit League and how good that Braves one-two punch could be in 2023. Plus, our first look at one of Atlanta's newest lefties out of the bullpen, and we've got a full conversation with Chipper Jones coming up. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard, and please make sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. All right, before we get to our conversation with Chipper Jones, let's address what we saw today from the current crop of Braves because, well, we did see a lot, or at least, you know, about as much as you can see in a 7-0 game in February. Braves are winners. Uh, but if you were running a little late, you missed a lot. Time of game, two hours, 11 minutes. I mean, I've been very pleased with what I'm seeing. I mean, I think I think the pitchers are going to like it. I mean, they're going to like having to go, and it's going to get them in a routine and – and um, I say there's still going to be times in the game. And there, you know what? You can go out. You know, in that time of the game, that's why we encourage the catchers. I mean, if you need that blow or whatever, there's ways to give it to them. But I, I think they're going to like that getting and going and working fast. And I think it'll be a benefit to the pitchers. Do you remember <clears> playing <throat> seven nothing ball games two days in a row now under 220? Yeah, I know. That's amazing. I say a year ago, whatever we'd been in the that probably the sixth inning right now. Honestly, I mean, so it's I, I like everything about it, what I've seen in the feel and just the Christmas of the game. Guys are ready to make plays. They're not on their feet all the time so long. I think it's just I think it's going to help everything they intended it to do. I think it's going to do. That's Brian Snicker. And uh, yeah, he's right. This game should have gone about an hour longer. Yeah, this one and the one on Saturday, as we mentioned yesterday, had the ingredients of games that were ticketed for three and a half, four hours, long afternoons at the ballpark during spring training. They were quick. Um, I say it again. This product is, and I, I don't mean to sound corporate with that, but this is entertaining. It is really good. It's fun. It's fast-paced, but more likely that there's action in every moment. This game is kind of what what you would hope to see, right? Yes, it was 7 nothing, but there was guys running around the bases all game long, and it did not drag. Yeah, and then you have Max Fried and Spencer Strider, which... Some pitchers like to work slowly, but when you've got two great guys and they're working quickly, it's a thing of beauty. And it was a little unique that we saw the brace top of the rotation in here on the same day. Two scoreless inning each from both of them, and Max says he still gets nervous. Every time I go out there, I get butterflies. So I'd, I'd, I'll tell you know my friends and everything, if I don't get butterflies anymore, I'll probably know it's time to stop playing. But yeah, no, every single time I get I get nervous, I get I get butterflies before I go out, so it's fun. And here's Strider on what he wanted to accomplish. Coming in in the third was something I 
don't foresee myself doing that often this year. So, um, you know, that was different, but uh, I kind of treated it like a rain delay in a way. Like, say, I warm up and then something happens, I got to stop. So the, the whole goal is just to pitch and uh, get a feel for having a, a guy in the box and um, keep getting my delivery synced up and that kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a lot of spring left. There will be a lot more opportunities to uh, pick something specific and work on it if we want to. And both guys as advertised today. Yeah, they were no, they were terrific. Max Freed ran into a little bit of trouble in that first inning, though. To be fair to Max, that double that put runners on second and third was actually probably a play that could be made by Eddie Rosario. He seemed to kind of be fighting the sun there. Max got out of it with a strikeout, you know, and another ball that, you know, was out and out, got out of that jam, struck out four. Spencer Strider walked one, but struck out one, didn't give up any hits, got up to 98. Pretty quick and easy against the Blue Jays lineup that you will not see this year. Uh, well, not not in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this the Blue Jays sent their Braves Sunday in Tampa lineup today. Yes. And um, Espinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Max Fried and Spencer Strider kind of feasted on it a little bit. Nice, quick, and easy. Kind of pitchers at this point are just trying to get the feel for their stuff, start to build up. Max has had experience with that. Spencer, it's a bit of a different animal for him this year in a good way that he you know his first year pro ball his first spring was the year after covid second spring lockout didn't know what he'd be doing now he knows he's going to be in the rotation um and so it's a little easier for him to get comfortable even if he told us that he wasn't going to get complacent i said in the uh in the open i put the braves two aces and i did that just for you make their debut did i go too far i don't think so and I'll tell you why. On this, sh- people, listeners of this show, longtime listeners of the show, longtime which listeners, actually, which after actually our- goes back a year. Yes, happy um, birthday to us, by the way. We're get- we're getting right there on that time with our partnership. Wow, wow. Any any cake plan? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it on Friday in Port St. Louis. <laughs> that's West Palm, actually. Oh, okay, all right. That's that's you're getting the overnight mixed up already. So if you've listened to this show for even a few months, you know that I just have this very strict rigid definition of an ace i think they both fit it if freed pitches the way he did last year he is one of the game's aces i'm high on strider too man i i don't think it's going away i don't think the hype is unwarranted i don't think the hype is too much and here's my reasoning for that spencer strider after a historic rookie year in which he set records did things other rookies haven't done uh got to you know, a couple hundred strikeouts before, you know, the fastest of anybody since Randy Johnson. Good company. And the fastest ever in Major League Baseball. He's got more in the tank. And the reason I think that is because he's going to get feel for that changeup. And more so, you know, that slider and continuing to get feel for that. But mostly the changeup, which metrically he says is good, but he should gain a better feel for it. I think that guy's got the stuff is real. It's insane. It's going to carry him through, and more so, he's got the mentality. When you're scouting guys, you need to get the person right. Any evaluator will tell you that. He is routine-oriented. He's as smart as they come. He follows a strict regimen. He changes things when he needs to and is very in tune with his body, in tune with his stuff, in tune with what he's doing that day. He's the complete package, man. I think I think you're going to – Spencer Strider is going to have a lot of top five Cy Young finishes. Better rotation right now, Braves and the Mets. Man, mm. I'm going to have to say, I think the Mets, just barely. 
And I think that's because, worst case, you have Carrasco, fifth. The Braves don't have a fifth starter right now. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe Ian comes, takes that fifth spot, and pitches like a number two guy in the rotation, number three guy. But I have, you know, we have to see Kyle Wright do it again. We have to see Charlie Morton bounce back. We have to see what that fifth spot is. The Braves have as good of a one-two punch as anybody in the game. But in terms of track record, right now, I give a slight edge to Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. I guess we don't know what Kodai Senga is, but Quintana was a nice little pickup. Carrasco could bounce back. There's some question marks in there, too, for the Mets. Health. Will Quintana be good? Is Senga the real deal? There are question marks, but I think right now, a slight edge to a slight, slight edge to the Mets. Now, we did ask uh, our two starters today a couple of uh, pitch clock questions, like we'll do with everybody their first time through. Here's Max. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be as drastic as I would have thought. I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to work quick. So for me, there were still a lot of times where I was coming set and there was a lot of time left and, you know, I could hold it. And uh, definitely think it'll be an adjustment in season, you know, different weather and different environments. But all in all, I, I liked it. Spencer Strider told us about still trying to get locked in. But once they do, will we start seeing some gamesmanship with the clock? We've talked about it. It's not something I really saw, saw an opportunity to, to fool around with today necessarily. You know, you're always conscious, of, especially with runners on, holding the ball and varying your times to the plate. I think coming set early so you have the opportunity to do that is important. We, and when we've talked about it, it seems like a simple uh, strategy to, to try to mess with the, the batter, but I think that that's going to sort of distract you from your main objective, which is to, to hit the glove and execute a pitch. So at the end of the day, doing that with pace is going to be the most effective way to, to, to have success. I did think it was interesting that they have had that discussion. Yeah. I mean, that's the way baseball goes. This is probably said it five times on our last show, a cat and mouse game. It is a copycat league. Everybody's trying to find that edge. Everybody's talking about the new rules. Everybody sees what happens Saturday and wonders, is there something we could do? Here's the prevailing thought talking to a lot of people is that eventually when people get used to this, pitchers are probably going to have the advantage. And the reason for that is when you get the when you have the ball, you have the advantage. Yep. Um, and especially with the clock, hitters have, you know, one timeout. When they take it, a pitcher could hold it to one. I mean, they they dictate the tempo, always have, maybe more so now because the hitters have to be in the box by eight seconds. But that second part, I'm glad Strider brought up that second part of his point because you can't focus on the gamesmanship to the point where you're not focused on executing the next pitch. Could and, gamesmanship yourself. Exactly. And, and pitchers will talk to you about that all the time is that it's about pitching to your game plan. Um, sure, you look at the hitters. Sure, you game plan for them. But it's about executing your stuff, executing your pitches, executing your game plan. And you don't want to fool yourself out there. And there, there's a point of it where if you're somebody like Max Fried or Spencer Strider, you're talented and you're good and you might be in control. You don't have to get cute with it. Sometimes it might work here and there, but thinking about that might put you in a mental spiral and take the attention off of other important things. Two other big leaguers took the mound today for the Braves. Uh, Rice Iglesias does not appear. He needs a lot of time right now. That was, geez. I, I think mean, he got his inning done faster than the national anthem today. Yeah, it was funny because he was out there. Um, right after he was out there, we went down to go talk to Fried and Strider, and here comes Rice Iglesias just walking into the clubhouse. And, oh, I guess I guess his inning finished in 
three minutes. Yes. And Lucas Lukey makes his uh, Braves debut. How does he fit in here, the lefty? I think he fits in well. I mean, gives them another good lefty. This is a guy who, after a couple rough years, had really established himself with the Yankees. Has had two great had do two great seasons with them before the Braves acquired him in late December. Didn't get him, you know, got him for what I don't think was a lot. I think he slots in really well. I mean, I I project personally project him to make the roster. Um, I think he just had two great years with New York. He's a guy who Brian Snicker has kind of praised here early in camp is another great option for them and gives you another good lefty after A.J. Minter along with Dylan Lee if he makes the roster as well. Not a hard throwing lefty, but it seemed like it was a hard time squaring up on him. Yeah, yeah, no. He, uh, I think the Braves have so much maneuverability in that bullpen. They've got so much versatility. Last year, really before Lee emerged, you had Minter. And that was about it in terms of lefties. They have versatility back there. They have options. And optionality in the bullpen is a really, is really a big word? thing. for. I think so. I think we'll so. We'll allow it. Baseball people say it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's a big thing for Brian Snicker to have back there. Braves offense gets 13 hits. Matt Olson, Michael Harris with a couple. Acuna, Murphy, Albies, Rosario, Arcia, all with Knox. Uh, the depth and talent, at least in February, is on display. Looks good. Yeah, they uh, they looked real, real good. This team should score a lot of runs. I don't think I'm breaking any news there. I think a lot of this is due to these guys getting here early. When we did this first podcast of spring, they'd been here getting live at bats, hitting in the cage, working out. And so at this point, a lot of these position players who didn't have to report technically till last Monday have been here for about two weeks, working out for almost two weeks, uh, getting live at bats for about two weeks. And you can see they're a little more timed up now than they might usually be by the third game of spring. Ian Anderson makes his debut on Tuesday. That's going to be fun to watch. He's really a guy that I think can seize it. I'm not putting too much stock in Bryce Elder's rough outing uh, in his spring debut, but Ian's a guy that the organization has obviously invested so much in. He's a former first-round pick. He's a guy they've seen what he can do, especially in the postseason. They've seen that pressure pitcher that he can be um, and how great that changeup is. He's got to get back there, and he's got to reclaim his spot in that rotation. But this could be the first step toward that. All right, coming up, the Braves Hall of Fame assistant hitting coach is back on the bench. How can Chipper Jones help? That's next. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. All right, don't forget, we got our big sale going on right now. If you're a fan of the podcast and listening to the show, but not a subscriber to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, that's what powers our journalism. It's what powers Justin's coverage. we got a great deal going on right now. 99 cents for the next six months. You get every digital piece of content that we have to offer here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Of course, uh, more importantly, if you're listening to this podcast, all of our Braves coverage, the Braves Report newsletter, 
our terrific uh, layouts in the e-paper and all of our columns from Michael Cunningham and Mark Bradley. So go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you can take advantage of this special deal. 99 cents for the next six months for unlimited digital coverage. So you always know what's really going on. And, you know, Justin's got a good job, travels around the country, following baseball. But I think he had a personal highlight here today that your tweet about the kitchen sink nachos made it on the Jumbotron. <laughs> Did it? That was pretty sweet. I know, um, yeah, they put together a reel here. And the nice lady, um, Kathy, shout out Kathy, who works in the press box here, she pointed to the TV and said, it's your tweet. It's your tweet. <laughs> um, I, I, that wasn't what I was trying to accomplish. I was just letting no the, good, the good people know that, um, that you know, the nachos were good. It's public spring, service. Spring baseball was happening at that point it was the grapefruit league opener but uh yeah that was that was nice and we got to see blooper today so the he, stars were out blooper did uh, run on the field after the braves won because it's spring training for blooper too we don't want him to trip and fall uh in the outfield in april uh but no kitchen sink nachos today no no today was man that that media meal was uh we got i feel like we got a, a nice helping of everything and it was good i'm debating if i'll take on the kitchen sink nachos um while i'm here i'm, I'm comfortable eating nachos in public but you know when in rome right so we'll uh, we'll let you know uh, coming up later on in the podcast but now uh time to talk about chipper it sure was nice to look down from the press box today and see number 10 hanging out and uh snitch sure loves that he's here when a guy that has chippers experiences comes around what can those guys learn awesome. from them? they're remiss if they don't tap into everything that he brings i was tickled to death when alex called and and said you know with the, everything that he wanted to come back and i was like absolutely you know i want him back as much for me as i do the hitters you know so i, I love having him around what do you get out of chipper in here I, I his experience i mean everything i've known chipper since he was 17 18 years old and and um he's a ball player and all the experiences and and everything i'll run stuff by him you know ideas i have or get his opinion on things on players as he watches them so he, he's an invaluable resource to have and the players agree with that i just said hey to him right when i came out of the game that was the first time i've seen him so um yeah we've we he introduced himself to me when i got called up in 21 and then I had I didn't see him last year, and so uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool to have him around. And it's wild. Like I look over in the middle of the game. Oh my God, it's Chipper Jones. So. <laughs> you versus Prime Chipper. Who who wins that battle? I don't want to speculate on that one too much. <laughs> um, you might get different answers depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. How do you get him out? How do I get him out? Probably the same way I get everybody else out. Throw the ball as hard as I can to hope. <laughs> All right, who are you taking there? Ooh, somebody on Twitter um, actually had a pretty good response to this question and said, the stats say that Strider wins seven out of ten times, <laughs> which which gets All you right. into the Hall of Fame in baseball. Touche. You know, I just think considering Chipper was as good as he was, could hit for power, could hit for average, could spray it all around the field, the man is a different breed. even told us, man, he wishes – they shifted him back in the day. I'm going to take Chipper. No no offense to Spence. Didn't mean to rhyme with that one. But I'm, I'm going to take Chipper with this one. I, I just think Chipper Chipper can get the, that fastball carries, but Chipper can get the bat head on that, I think. What exactly is his role on the team? Yeah, so Chipper is a major league hitting consultant. So he's going to be working with the hitters pregame, home game. So there's really no travel in this job. And what it allows Chipper to do is 
as he said, get the best of both worlds. He can tuck his kids in at night, but work with the hitters during the day, during the afternoon. He can stay at the game if he wants, get his feet wet in baseball in case he wants a little bit more and stay in there, but still be a dad. And uh, this was the same role he served in in 2021, but last year the league mandated that coaches and on-field personnel um, and people who are going to be in the clubhouse be vaccinated, and so Chipper was not on staff, so it appears that that mandate is going to be lifted this year, and Chipper will be back helping the Braves hitters in any way he can. All right, so here's our conversation from behind the backstop with the Braves Hall of Famer. Only place that you're going to hear this, the other voice that you'll hear uh, is Mark Bowman from MLB.com, and now here's Chipper Jones. Well, it's been two years, and uh, not much has changed, you know, still – same coaching staff and the, the players are a little different, but reconnecting with some of the guys that uh, that I've worked with in the past and getting to know, you know, the new guys. You'll see me down here watching a lot first first few days because everybody's got their routines and I don't want to mess that up, you know. Um, so it's as much of me learning them, you know, before stepping in and saying something. What are your thoughts on a couple of the young guys? I know you'd worked with Riley in the past, but what about Harris and Grissom and kind of maybe what you've gotten to see from them? Michael Harris is a superstar. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, uh, saw him coming up, and I immediately thought he was a left-handed Ronald Acuna. You know, I mean, he's just a phenomenal kid, works hard, uh, kind of guy you, you really pull for. Um yeah, I mean, the, the core is here. You know, we've we got, we got five or six studs in the, in the everyday starting lineup. The key is keeping them healthy all year, you know, and, and providing this pitching staff with as much offense as we can. These guys are going to hit, you know. And uh, a lot of times as a, as a hitting coach, you got to know when to stay away sometimes more than step in and say something. And, and, uh, but these guys, they know what they're doing, and tell you what, Watching a big league BP, that don't get old. These boys can flat out rake. About it's been 30, 31, 32 years ago since your first big league camp. Does it still kind of just feel cool that first day being? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing you miss is the camaraderie with the guys and getting a rapport with them. Obviously, you know, came up with Snit through the minor leagues and getting those sights and played with Walt. And, Watching Wash do his things, I mean, you know, I mean, this coaching staff is is responsible for for where this team is. They they kept them together for a long period of time, but they're they're workers, you know. I mean, when it's we don't we don't work very long, but when we're out here, we we get with it, you know, and and um, you know that's a that's a good thing, and it's nice to have that consistency in your coaching staff as a player. I know. You know, it's nice to have Bobby and John Sherholz and Jimmy Williams and Glenn Hubbard around all the time, you know. Uh, just um, a couple years ago you said proud papa for Riley, but just to see him back up that season with what he did last year. Yeah, I still think there's more in the tank. I really do. Um, I don't think he's he's hit his ceiling yet, but the, the main thing – that I like is the consistency. You know, he, he goes to the post every single day. He's out there at third base. He's hitting, you know, third in the lineup and, and looked upon to, to knock in 100 and hit 30 and score 100. And 
play good defense, and he's he, you know he's done that, and it's it's just great to see. I'm you know every once in a while I shoot him a text and say, man, he made made me proud today. So and he's just like Harris, you know, good kid, works hard. Um, another guy you really pull for. With what they've done, with what they've done to the extensions here and the young core, does it kind of remind you of what you guys had when you were coming? Oh, I, I think Alex has taken it a step further than 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 you know what we did you know back when when I was here. But uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 you got to keep these guys here a long time. You know these these people back here they relate to the players you know here in Atlanta because they're they're here for a long time you know and and they get to know them um so I, I think Alex has done a phenomenal job um you know building this young core and 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 not just that but getting the the, the pieces around the core as well to help round out the ball club what was that <clears throat> like to see them win that championship I don't know if I ever asked you what to see the world, them win the world series. I had tears in my eyes. I was sitting, uh, I was actually hunting in Iowa when they won it, and I was sitting at a table in front of the in front of the TV, and I was just, I got misty, man, because you know I was with those guys from day one of spring training, and you know mo- most of the home games and whatnot, and just seeing their routines and how seriously they they took their jobs and you know it's it's not always not always the 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 team with 100 wins that that wins it you know that as well as i do i mean we won 100 games i think six times when i was here and not one of those years did we win a a world series you know so we got hot at the right time but but those guys they they started smelling it you know there in mid-september and once they started smelling it you couldn't beat them, you know. I mean, you just you felt like you felt like uh, whenever a pitch needed to be made, we made it. Whenever we needed a big hit, we got it. Whenever we needed a home run to get us back in the game, we got it. You know, I mean, it was just they were doing the little things to to win that ball game that day. Fun to watch. What uh, with with what they allow you to do, kind of the home games, you know, no traveling, get to do the pregame stuff. How fulfilling has it been for you to, to get to be around it, but to still be with the family and stuff as well? Well, that was kind of the gist of what I was trying to do. You know, I want to keep my foot in the door, you know, just in case I want more. But, you know, like I said earlier, I still got three little ones at the house. I still love um, being dad, being a being a good husband. And, and you know, I can, I can be with these guys from 2 o'clock to 7 o'clock. If I want to stay for the game, I can. If I want to go home, put the kids to bed, watch the game on TV, I can do that, you know. So it's really the best of both worlds for me. I'm just very thankful that, you know, Sites and Snit and uh, especially Alex are accom- that that accommodating for me. What do you think of the new rules? Well, anytime I hear two hours and 19 minutes, two hours and 29 minutes, uh that's a good thing you know I mean there's nothing worse than getting your brains beat in down here in spring training and having to sit through a three and a half four hour game you know I mean we got a lot of kids that we got to get on the field and evaluate um I think it's it's good it's going to be rough on the hitters here at the beginning I believe but they'll they'll make the adjustments and you know from a pitching standpoint me personally I think it's 
it helps the pitchers get the ball, get on the mound, helps you get into a rhythm, you know. And uh, I hope our uh, our pitchers, you know, feel that way. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I don't want to, you know, I can't tell you how many New York Yankee games I played in through the years that were three and a half, four hours. You know, they were good at slowing the game down, you know, and I always wanted to get in there. I was no nonsense when I got in there anyway, so it wouldn't have bothered me. But uh, for some guys, it's going to be an adjustment. How about the shift? I mean, you can – I would have loved the shift, to be honest with you, you know. But I don't I don't know that teams would have necessarily shifted me. Um, but it is what it is. And um, I'm always about free enterprise. You know, I think you can line your defense up the way, the way you want to. Um, if you want to shift, shift. I mean, we – Back in the day, we shifted on Ryan Howard and Barry Bonds and guys like that, but otherwise we played pretty much straight up, you know. And um, it's going to bring the single back into play, you know. I mean, people are not going to be trying to hit the ball over the shift as much anymore. They're going to be trying to shoot holes, and now we're getting back to baseball. You know? I could uh, I could listen to him talk ball for hours. That was really, really cool. Um I'm not somebody who ever gets starstruck because if you do this job, you just get used to it. And that's not to be, be cynical about it. You just it's a job. You know, it's your job. You have to be professional. I just thought it was really, really cool to meet Chipper, to get to talk some ball with Chipper. Because um, I remember growing up, I mean, you're from Atlanta, you know, Atlanta area. I'm not. But growing up, Chipper Jones was the Atlanta Braves. Like that guy would post every time you watch the Braves, you watch Chipper. Uh, and he was he was one of my favorite players to watch growing up um always a guy that you hated to face because he would kill you but that was cool i mean just to hear his passion for it and to hear him talk about michael harris and austin riley and this core here back in the day you had chipper smoltz glavin maddox andrew so many of these icons in atlanta sports that fans could hang on to these braves icons you know now you're gonna get if all goes well acuna Harris, Riley, Strider, Murphy, Alex is keeping them around and it's cool that, you know, things come around like that because Chipper is the embodiment of an Atlanta sports icon and what can happen if you do a lot of good here and spend your career here. Jay Black's stat of the day. No one has played more professional sports games in the city of Atlanta than Chipper Jones. Wow. Because he played more games as an Atlanta Brave. And by de facto, if you play more baseball games, you play more games than anybody else. But he's uh, he's Atlanta sports. Yeah, no, he is. Um, and the Hawks might be on the way up after Quinn Snyder, but they're a mess. The Falcons are rebuilding. The Braves are what people have to hang their hats on in Atlanta sports. I mean, that's the way it is. Speaking of Quinn Snyder, he's be on the Hawks report on a Tuesday. So when you're done listening to the Braves report, head over to the Hawks report for a conversation with Quinn Snyder. So we got Quinn Snyder, Chipper Jones. That's Those are big gets. Yep. So uh, now you have your assignment. Uh, we're going to wrap things up right here. So go head on over to the Hawks report. And then we got the Bowtie Chronicles previewing the scouting combine with D. Orlando Ledbetter and his Falcons coverage coming out on Wednesday. Doug Robertson, if you go back in your feed, Southern Fried Soccer, Atlanta United's dramatic 2-1 to win to open the season against San Jose on Saturday night. we got the recap there. we got a preview coming up on Friday. So a lot to talk about here at the AJC as we head into March. Yeah, it's going to be fun, so stay along with this podcast. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned, and uh, 
our time in spring isn't done yet, so we're, we're going to keep rolling. That's the plan here. We'll give you our observations, what we see in the Grapefruit League, and uh, some terrific clubhouse conversations with Justin and myself as we continue our spring training spectacular on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on.